Good morning, God's wonderful people. We are here today again for another day, a new dawn, a new moment in time when we can sit back and not relax, but sit back and enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride of life. Be happy. Enjoy what God has prepared for you. When we can truly be happy and excited about the life we are living. Not because it's filled with only good, but because we understand and know what everything in our life is working towards. When you know the end of a thing, you are not concerned about the journey because you know where it ends. When you take a flight from Jamaica to any country in this world, you are not concerned about where that plane is turned while it's traveling to your destination because you know where the plane will end. You are confident in your pilot to take you to the end of your journey and so you don't worry. It's the same thing my friends, you know the end where God is taking you. Trust Him and He will take you there. The creator of an item bears heavily on the identity and purpose of that item. Who created the item? That bears heavily on the identity and purpose of the item. If I offer you a watch made by Rolex and one made by Gucci, which one would you take? If you know these companies, I know you'll choose Rolex. This is so because a, a company's reputation for quality is born by the products it produces. So the product itself will tell you about the manufacturer of that product. But also, the manufacturer's reputation for quality is what is also going to make persons choose that particular product. We begin our study today to analyze our text Genesis 1 verses 26 to 31. Our text speaks of events that took place on the sixth day of creation. The sixth day begin or began with the seventh declaration of the ten declarations made in creation by God. The seventh declaration relates to the creation of the living creatures, the cattle, the creeping things, and beasts of the earth, all after their kind. Here, my friends, I want to declare to you that a warrior is unique in his creation. The first thing we learn here about the warrior's identity uh, that we want to look at today is that the warrior is unique in his creation. Our text relates to the last three declarations of creation. These three declarations of God is in regards to man's creation. This is very unique and calls for our attention in that of all the things that God created. He did so with just one declaration. When we look at God creating the plants, the trees, one declaration. Every other thing that God created, light, God said, let there be light. Everything he created was created with one declaration. This speaks to the uniqueness of man's creation. The warrior's creation is like nothing else that God made. He's like nothing else that God created. So the first thing our text declares here about the warrior's identity is that his creation was unique and stands out above all other created beings. As we begin our analysis of this passage, let's begin with the first declaration of the three the last three made by god genesis 1 26 says 
And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. This very first declaration here, my friends, I want us to go through it phrase by phrase and looking at the key phrases and key words in this text. That's how we're going to progress through these declarations. But today we are focusing on the very first item of truth that we learn about the warrior. He is unique in his creation. The very first phrase of Genesis 1.26 is let us. This first phrase of this declaration, it calls for our attention and declares the truth of the warrior's identity. The obvious question that is raised in our minds or that is raised here is who is the us that God is talking to here? When God says, let us make man, who was he talking to? Some believe that God was talking to the angels. But that can be debunked with no much work at all. Because nowhere in scripture is the angels ever referred to as a creator of man. Nowhere in scripture is the angels ever credited as being a part of man's creation or being the creator of man. If God said to you, let us make man, it means that that us is man's creator. The only person or persons accredited with creation is God. You see, my friends, and I know that can be a confusing thing for some when we think about the fact that when I say persons and God, because for one, for some persons, when we when they hear the word person, they think a body. They think that a person is 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 anyone with a body. You have to have a body to be a person. But that is not the case, my friends, because a person is anything that has personality, based the qualities that make you be called a person. So therefore, my friends, you need a body to be a person. You don't need a body to be a person. And I mean, they'll always be saying that because they think that a person is one with a body. The Webster Collegiate Dictionary defined a person as, you know, one, a character or part of a character in or as if in a play. Well, that's a, there's a character in a play. It also defines as being one of the three models, modes of being in the Trinitarian Godhead. It also defines as... Um, uh, uh, the personality of a human being, one that is recognized by law as a subject of rights and duties, reference of a segment of discourse to the speaker, to one spoken to, or such the like. But also among that definition, we find this definition in the Webster's Collegiate Dictionary. It says the bodily, the body of a human being, also the body and clothing, unlawful search of the person. Therefore, my friends, this is where individuals will say that you have to have a body to be a person. But among these definitions, we see that there are many other modes to this word being defined. Now, what we need to ask ourselves, is it that when God says, let us, is he talking to um, persons with bodies? Because you have to understand here, friends, a body was not created until man was created. So God could not be talking to a bodily being. Because human beings were the first 
that was created with a body, physical body. All right, so man was the first created with that body. So who was God talking to? Some might, might say, because you've heard so many different um, theories on this, but some per might say, well, he was talking to the rest of creation. <laughs> well, therefore, it means that man was created by these other creations. Because that cannot be the case. That's impossible. The only person credited with creation is God. But I also want to tell you that in Colossians chapter 1 and 2, talking about Jesus Christ, one of the statements used of Jesus Christ is that he is the creator of all things. It says, by him and for him were all things created. So there Jesus is credited as the creator of all things. But also it says Jehovah is the creator. So Jesus is, is referred to as a creator. And Jehovah is referred to as a creator. Those are two distinct names. And some persons would say that that's, that's two different names for the same person. But God says I've placed my, my word above my name. What's God's name? What's Jeho Jehovah? Jehovah. And there's Jesus. Now. When you go through scriptures and you look at the word for God, in the Hebrew, the word for God is plural. It's plural. Why is it plural? Elohim. Now, one explanation for that is that God does not refer to a person. You have to admit that. God does not refer to a person. Just as much as man does not refer to a person. Man does not refer to a person. Right? An animal does not refer to an individual animal. It refers to a category of being. It refers to a category of being called animal. Man refers to a category of being called humans. In the same way, God refers to a category of being. Because God is not a name. God is not even a title. It refers to a category of being. You see, a name speaks to character, person, and identity. A name gives you definition. A name speaks to who you are. So a name identifies an individual because your name assigns your identity to you. So when we talk about what's God's name, that's Jehovah. Because that identifies him as distinct from any other being. Jehovah. But then there's Jesus. And that name identifies that individual as separate and apart from any other individual. Is Jehovah and Yeshua the same? Are they the same person? Well, Paul seemed not to believe that because in his writing, Paul referred to Jesus, referring to Jesus and referring to Jehovah, referring to Jehovah rather. He says, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And some will chunk that up to say, oh, that's an error. But let me tell you something. You can't mess with the word of God. I dare you to try that. I dare you to try to put something in the word of God that is not there. And if you dare do that, the Bible says you shall add to your life the plagues of Egypt. All these destructive things are going to be added to your life. You shall add destruction to your life. 
if you add to the word of God. But I can tell you this, that God is able to protect and keep what he creates. My God is not a, is not a being that has no power or has no ability to protect what he creates. If that is the case, then he can't be called God. But I have seen through my own research and my own studies and through the research of others and their studies that God preserves his word. The Bible says he watches over his word. God watches over his word to perform it. Now that tells me that you can't mess with God's word. People have tried. But over the years, it's preserved. Because God watches over his word. Do not get distracted by the multitude of those different texts who are trying to confound or confuse the word of God. They have added to their lives the plague. And those who have taken out, have taken out their names out of the book of life. But I know God preserves his word. So I know and I trust the word of God. Because it is the word of God. And so I know, my friends, that here when it talks, the God says, let us make man. He's not talking to any other being other than any being, a person that could not be called God. The person he's talking to can only be God. Can only be God. You see, God is one. And the oneness of God is something, is one of those things that you have to accept because your finite mind cannot wrap itself around this concept of three becoming one, three being one. Three distinct person being one. In other words, the unity of God is of such that when God does something, I mean, no member of the God is going to be saying something else. It's all one in unity. The, 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 the true unity of God is something you're going to have, to have to accept by faith. The mystery of it you cannot explain. We can wrap our minds around the concept in some simple ways. And it can be understood in our context. But the depth of it you'll never be able to ravel out or unravel. Because that's something that is regarded as a mystery. The mystery of the Godhead. That is why there's so much contention about it. But I'm not being contentious here. I'm simply telling you that when God says, let us make man, he could not be talking to any other being but one that is God. So there we have an evidence to there being more than one person. At least here, when God says, let us make man. It can't be. Only God was created. Jesus has been credited with creation and Jehovah has been credited with creation. So at least we see the Bible crediting two personalities with, with creation, being the creator of all things. So the us there could only be, 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 be referring to Jehovah, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God moved upon the waters. We know the Spirit of God was present at creation. And God said, Elohim said, the reason why the Bible doesn't say Jehovah said because Jehovah wasn't the only one. It was God in unity. God, the Elohim that was speaking. It was Elohim that spoke. Not just Jehovah, the Elohim. When the Bible says man says, man did, it's referring to all of humanity. Man sinned. It's referring to all of humanity sinning in the times of Noah. When it says man sinned, it wasn't talking about an individual person. It was talking about all of man sinned. When the Bible says Israel sinned, it wasn't talking about Jacob, Israel, proper name Israel. It was talking about the nation of Israel. All the nations sinned. 
And even so, my friends, when, when Jeroboam sinned, it says he led Israel into sin and Israel sinned. So when, when, when the leader of a nation sinned, the Bible always talks about it and says the nation sinned, not the individual. So here we see this is not something foreign to the scriptures where a category of being or a category of persons are referred to as the common actor in an event. In the same way here, my friends, when the Bible says God made the heavens and the earth, Elohim is speaking to a category of being that did this action. And that's why Christ is credited with creation and Jehovah is credited with creation. So when God says, let us. Now, what does this tell us about the warrior? This tells us, my friends, about the warrior, that because we know the character and identity of his creation, creator, we now know the quality of man's creation. You see, when you know that Rolex makes the watch, it speaks to the quality of the watch that is made. As opposed to any other company. Because we all know that Rolex is the number one watch producer. Number one in producing luxury watch, quality watch, reputable in terms of quality and durability. So because we know, if, if, if I offer you a watch that is created by Rolex, you are going to choose that watch above any other because you know the company and the quality it produces. In the same way, when you know that God created man, not angels, not other creatures, but God created man, then that's going to speak to the quality of man's creation. So the warrior is created by God. And so his creation is unique. But not only is his creation unique, in Psalm 139 verse 14, that says there, it says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. The psalmist here was declaring that man, the warrior, is fearfully and wonderfully made. When David looks upon himself, when he looks upon his, his being and his creation, he says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. He marveled at his body. He marveled at his mind. He marveled at his whole, whole being. And he declared that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. The creation of an item stands in the shadow of its creator. And when you understand that you are created by God, God, not another being, not chance, not um, accidents, but you are designed and created by God. Wonderfully created. God did not just say, all right, be, let, let, let man be. And, and man became. No. He says, let us. Speaking to an intentional action. Speaking to a deciding point at which God says, we are going to do this. God decided. He intentionally decided we are going to make man. You are formulated in the mind of God. God made a decision to create you. You're not by chance. You're not by accident. The warrior is not an accident. The warrior is not by chance. Let me tell you something, my friends. You are not here by chance. Your parents may say to you, I didn't plan for you, but God planned for you. People might say to you that you were not purposely planned for by your parents or you were an accident or you were a product of, of, of your mother being raped. Let me tell you something. That has no bearing on the fact that God planned for you. 
Your purpose upon this earth is greater than the other man beside you decided what you are to him. Even your parents' idea of you has no bearing on the quality and purpose of God creating you. God created you for a purpose. You have meaning. You have purpose upon this earth. Fulfill your purpose. Walk in your purpose because that's a God-given purpose. And when you know that God created you, you were not created by your parents. So don't let what the, the history of your runnings or the bad things that happen between you and your parents, don't let that become the deciding factor in your life. Let this truth bears in your mind that you're a warrior created by God, purposely created by him. He decided he wanted you on the earth. There's a greater intent for which you were created, my friends, than what you've been seeing all these while in your life. You are created for a great purpose. And that purpose came from the mind of God. Not from your boss at your job. Not from those who, who, who were part of your development and your growth. Live that purpose of God. Find that purpose for you are uniquely created, fearfully and wonderfully created by God. That's the first thing we see here about the warrior. But let that truth sink in. You are uniquely created by the God of the universe who has no equal and has no opposite. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sun. When I awake, I am still with thee. Here, my friends, David utters a wonderful song about God and how God sees him as precious and how he's precious to God. Read this psalm, my friend, Psalm 139, and you just may see how precious you are to God. Once more reiterating to you that the warrior is uniquely created by God. Father, we thank you today that you have chosen us to be the manifestation of you in this earth. That you have made us to declare you and to bring you pleasure. So Lord, today we ask you, Endure us, Lord. Endure us with your love. Endure us with your power so that we can go forth and be that which you have created us to be. We give you thanks, O God, for your favor upon our lives and for your hands that constantly guide us and protect us. For your hands that consistently bring us good things and your hands that keep us protected from all things that want to kill us. We give you thanks and we give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day now, my friends. And do remember that God loves you and I do too.